Chapter Two of Pewee Harris. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Elsie Selwyn. Pewee Harris by Percy Cassie Fitzhugh. Chapter Two, A Tragic Predicament. So there he sat upon his precarious perch, trying to resume the posture which ensured a good balance, clinging to the trunk with one hand and to the banana with the other. And now that the encounter which had almost resulted in a tragic sacrifice was over, and while our scout hero pauses triumphant, it may be fitting to apologize to the reader for introducing our hero in the act of eating. But indeed it was a question of introducing him in the act of eating, or of not introducing him at all for a story of pee-wee harris is necessarily more or less a story of food and this is a story abounding in cake and pie and waffles and crullers and cookies and hot frankfurters there will be found in it also ice-cream cones and jawbreakers and coconut bars and potatoes roasted on sticks heroes of stories may have starved on desert islands but there is to be none of that here and this tale if you follow the adventures of our scout hero who now at last appears before you as a star you shall find lemonade side by side with first aid and all the characters shall receive their just desserts some of them not to mention any names two helpings so there he sat upon the branch the mascot of the raven patrol with an interior like the mammoth cave and a voice like the whisperings of the battle zone in france take a good look at him while he is quiet for ten seconds hand running everything about him is tremendous except his size he is built to withstand banter ridicule and jollying his sturdy nature is guaranteed proof against the battering assaults of unholy mirth from other scouts his round face and curly hair are the delight of the girls of bridgeboro his loyalty is as the mighty rock of gibraltar a bully little scout he is a sort of human ford the question of removing the letter from the banana and getting rid of the banana in the proper way now presented itself to him he took a bite of the banana and the letter almost fell out he then tried releasing his hold upon the trunk but that would not do he then extricated the letter with his teeth which effectually prevented him from eating the banana what to do steadying himself with one hand he could not let go the trunk for so much as a moment he brought the banana to his lips held it between his teeth and took the letter in his unoccupied hand as he bit into the banana the part remaining trembled and hung as on a thread another moment and it would drop the predicament was tragic slowly but surely and steadily the remainder of the banana broke away and fell into the hand that held the letter holding both letter and banana in one perspiring palm pee-wee devoured first the one and then the other both were delicious the letter particularly it had one advantage over the banana for he could only devour the banana once whereas he devoured the contents of the letter several times he wished that bananas and doughnuts were like letters End of chapter 2